It's a segment we do at this time every Tuesday. It's always popular. So if you've got a question, give us a call now. 131873 is the number. We're talking wills. And I wanted to talk about it because I saw a really interesting article and it was talking about wills and the need to get them up to date. But it also talked about things like an unsent SMS, an unsent text message, a message on a tractor and even a poem. And really, the, the days of a legal document on paper, it seems, are long gone because in this modern digital age, there are many more options when creating a will and it can cause headaches in the courts and for lawyers. But in terms of documentation, there are unusual ways you can do it. So we thought we'd uh, we'd include that in our chat today, our Legal Matters segment. And uh, you might have also seen in the news Hollywood legend Kirk Douglas. He was snubbed. He snubbed his son Michael in his will and he's sending the bulk of his $92 million fortune elsewhere. The majority of it isn't going to his family or his son. It's going to charities. Michael himself is worth a pretty penny. He's worth about four hundred. And $50 million in his own right. But as always, I guess it makes you wonder, can you challenge wills? And what sort of rights do you have? We've got a $100 Westfield voucher to give away, as we do every Tuesday, to the person who asks the best question in our Legal Matters segment. And Turner Freeman Lawyers is the firm to turn to when you've got questions. Carl McCabe specialises in wills and estates law and property law, and he's based in Turner Freeman's Penrith office, and he's with me now in the studio. Kyle, hi. Welcome. Hi, Deb. Thanks. It is one of those things, isn't it, with wills, that people do put it off, put it off, but you've got to get it right. That's certainly the case. Um, And then you don't want to leave it too late and uh, to a point where you may not understand what you're doing and comprehending things. So what are the, the classic mistakes that you see all the time when it comes to wills? One of the common mistakes or... I suppose errors that someone might make is if they buy a, uh, a homemade will kit. And you can from, get them from the post office and yeah, things, can't news you? agent, post office, all of that, and then they write things out. And uh, that might be fine if it's a uh, simple case of you know husband, wife with a couple of kids. Uh, but if things are more complicated and there's de facto spouses and children of previous marriages, there can be uh, all manner of problems. Mm. And is it true that you'd need to update your will if you have children or if you remarry, you need to update the document? Generally, that, that, is, that is, as is advisable. Um, if you marry and you've already got a previous will, the marriage revokes the previous will. Um, and then if you get divorced, that revokes part of the will. Um, but it's always a good idea to uh, have a think about things. Yeah, you've got to get that stuff right. And tell me about this stuff that I did read of people who are using a text message or a voicemail or even a poem, and that is considered a legal document, a legal will. It, is that true? It, it can be. It can be in certain circumstances. It's uh, always advisable to probably go to a solicitor and have it put down in you know the usual way or common practice way. Um, but I suppose these days where you can record things quite easily or make videos, um, in certain circumstances, uh, courts do approve those as being valid wills, uh, although it can result in additional costs to, to the estate. And also a challenge down the yep. line, I'd imagine, too. E- exactly right. Yeah, 131873 is the number to call. You might have a question for Carl. Now's the time to call. Stuart is with us first up in Glenhaven with a question for Carl. Hi, Stuart. Uh, g'day, thanks for taking my call. Um, we have, uh, myself and my wife have got a will. We haven't updated it for a little while. Been married for 20 years. Um, we have three foster children, which we've had from a very young age. They're all siblings. 
we're just starting the adoption process with them all. Um, we're just not sure. We're just worried that they're not included in the will or to be looked after. Do we look at trying to do something now or do we wait for the adoption to go through as it's too complicated? Yeah, or, good question, Stuart. Yeah, the timing of that with, with adoption, what's the answer? Yeah, yeah. So, Stuart, um, foster children aren't considered to be children of a person. Um, of course, they're dependent, uh, but it's not until the adoption is formalised that they become or they are considered under law uh, as your child. So it might be a good idea to revisit that uh, just uh, pending the finalisation of the uh, adoption proceedings. Yeah, all right, great advice. Graham on the Sunshine Coast. Gee, wills do um, bring up all sorts of conflict in families, but what's happened in your situation, Graham? Oh, hi, Deb. Um, look, my question is about uh, my brother. He was excluded from the will uh, about 30 years ago, and the will has been written uh, since my dad passed on, and uh, my mother has been um, put into care. Now, my sister and myself are the only ones who are included in the will, and um, I'm just wondering whether there is a claim um, available, uh, a process for my brother to claim. For the, for the brother who's been excluded. Good question, Graham. Um, Graham, may I ask, is, are you referring to uh, your mum's will, who's in the home now? Yes, mum's will. Uh, at such time in the future that, that mum passes away, um, as, as a child, uh, your brother would be automatically eligible to make a claim. Uh, but, of course, there's a whole range of other factors, uh, size of the estate, uh, your brother's financial need and circumstances. And uh, so it's it's very much at the time of making the claim, all of those factors are looked at uh, by the court. Okay. Right. And would his behaviour be taken into account because he's been incredibly abusive over the years? It mo- most certainly it would be. That's um, it's an important factor. And you see a lot of cases where... Uh, there's not only estrangement between uh, child and parent, but uh, there's been hostile behaviour from the child to the parent, uh, which, of course, has a significant effect on on the court's determination. Yeah, it's a good point to make. Paul, you've got a good question too for Kyle. Hi, how are you? Yes, uh, good afternoon, Deborah. Um, The question is, I want to appoint my 15-year-old son as um, an executor, but that's... uh, He's not of age to do so at this stage. So um, what should I do in the interim to um, have someone oversee uh, his, his, my wishes as written down in my will? But he's underage, so mm. he's only 15, and um, he's got three, a three-year window before he becomes legal to be the executor as such. And, and, and do you have a will at the moment, sir? No, I'm in the process of putting that together at the moment, yeah. All right. Well, so an executor needs to be over the age of 18 years um, mm-hmm. and have the capacity to act in, in that role. Um, I'd suggest right. that you, you probably should consider a, a, a trusted friend or family member to step into that role uh, because if anything was to happen to you prior to your son uh, turning 18 years of age... Um, any part of your estate which you give to your son would need to be held on trust um, and and managed accordingly for the benefit of your son when he reaches the age of 18 years. 
All right, so look for a, a trusted friend or family member. Good advice. Lots of calls. We've got a full board. I want to get to as many as we can. We'll take a short break and we'll be back with more legal matters right after this. Deborah Knight with you on Afternoons. And I tell you what, we've got a full board of calls for our Tuesday Legal Matters. We are talking wills and a lot of you are interested in this. So I'm trying to get to as many calls as quickly as I can. Dorothy is with us in Campbelltown. What's your question for Kyle, Dorothy? I just want to know how often you should change a will, please. Uh, Dorothy, well, I'd say every time your circumstances change, I mean, that, that's probably a quite a general answer. Uh, but uh, if if you have children, if you get divorced, um, if you acquire different sort of property, um, it's probably a good idea to revisit it and see if your will needs needs updating. Okay, so whenever your circumstances change, include your will in that. Michael, this is interesting. What's your question? Uh, yes, hi. Uh, can you tell me if someone leaves funeral directions in a will, are they binding and enforceable? Uh, generally, in terms of... Uh I suppose disposal of a body when someone passes away is the responsibility of your executor. Um, quite often if uh, family members will will just go ahead and arrange a funeral and things, but um, uh, your executor has a responsibility to administer your estate, which includes making arrangements for funeral or burial or cremation, uh, and should always you know, do their utmost to honour your wishes. In your will, it's 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 a bit of a, I suppose, complex matter because it's at uh, if you get to a point where um, the funeral's already been arranged and and carried out, uh, it may be at a stage where your will hasn't even been looked at. Mm. So it's a good idea to go over those matters with with your family and with your executor uh, prior to anything happening. Yeah, get those details right. Good question there, Anne in Heathcote. What did you want to know regarding wills? I just want to know it. Can you put a footnote at the end of your will that whoever contests your will will not get anything? Uh, the short answer, well, you can put whatever you like in your will, uh, but the short answer is if the person's eligible to contest the will or make a claim, so, for example, a, a child is automatically eligible, uh, that will be of no legal effect and it won't affect their rights under the law to make a claim on your estate. Mm. Oh, damn. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Anne, for the question. Cathy, in Cogra Bay, what did you want I'd to know? I'd like to know if I can attach a codicil to my will uh, and have it, and would it be legal to do that instead of changing my will? What is a codicil? A codicil is an amendment to your will. So it's, it's where there might be a, a minor change, if it's a change of executor, if the person you had previously appointed has passed away, you need to substitute someone else in there. You can make a codicil, which is generally signed by the willmaker and witnessed in the same way by two people as, as the will itself is. So updating it rather than redoing that, the whole that, thing. That's right. But if there's, if there's significant changes in your will, um, then generally a, a codicil would be you know, ill-advised and it's better just to make a new mm. will. So if you've just got some minor tweaks... Yes, mm -hmm. but big changes, no. Hope that helps, Cathy. Excellent. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Right. Wonderful. Judy, this is an interesting one too from you in Brisbane. Hi. Hello, Judy. Are you there? Sorry, Judy in East Ride. There you are. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay, so um, when I did my will, um, I am not divorced from my um, ex-partner. Um, it was done by the public trustee here in Brisbane, mm. and they said to place with my will um, a letter which basically states 
um, our households have been separated now, and it's now 11 years, so um, that basically he has no claim on my estate. All right, so if you've got a letter saying that you're separated, can't claim. Um, when you say you've got the letter and you've made a will, in that will yes. is your uh, estranged husband still the primary beneficiary? No, no. no. So the, the will was made after, um, so I did a will, an advanced health directive and a power of attorney, all placing my um, our older children as the executives. Um, he was never, has been, and there never has been any will with him um, mentioned. All, all right. So, I mean, that, that sounds like um, the, the correct advice. Um, perhaps you could also uh, write out a statement of all your circumstances when you were estranged, the history of your relationship, um, because even even though um, you're well, still legally legally married to that man, um, it is possible that he could bring a claim against uh, your estate and that will uh, as your husband. Mm. All right. I hope that helps, Judy. And we'll go to the other Judy in East Ride. Are you there, Judy? Yes, yes. Hi, Deb. Hi. What was your question? Um, the two witnesses to my will, one's dead and one's moved interstate. And I was just wondering, do I have to make another will? Uh, short answer is no, you don't. It's still a valid will. Uh, as long as those two persons were alive and with you in the same room when you signed your will, it's a valid will. All right, there yeah, you go. Yes. Oh, good. Thanks very much. Thank you, Judy, and thank you to all of your calls. We might revisit this topic again. It's a popular one. Lots of you calling in with questions on wills. And, of course, if you want information, Turner Freeman is the place to go. Kyle McCabe, who is our specialist in wills and estate law. Thank you so much for coming in, Kyle. I think we will have to revisit it. We've got many, many unanswered questions here, but Turner Freeman Lawyers is the place to go to. They've got specialist legal services, compensation and negligence law, asbestos litigation, superannuation and disability claims as well, wills and estates and property law. And we will, I think, on another Tuesday, revisit the topic of wills. Thank you for all of your calls. 131873 is my number. We'll take a short break and return with some sad news. We've, we're hearing of the death of the inaugural coach of the Canberra Raiders. I'll bring you that information next.